welcome to the Simple Politics Podcast. Uh, it's me again, Charlotte, hosting today. Apologies to all Kobe fans, but good news for Tatten fans because Tatten is back. And as always, I know everyone is a Diane fan, <laughs> so you'll be happy to know that she's here too. It's all good. Oh. Um, how are you both? Really good, thank you. I'll get me out of the way because, you know, mine's always very dull and boring. And <laughs> No, we love it. Do you know it. what? Do you we know what? I listened it. last week. I listened last week, and you went straight in with "Pick Your Own." I was, uh, I was furious uh, at home. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Yeah. And then, and then you went baking after that, yeah. and I was like, I didn't know we could go downhill from "Pick Your Own," well. but there we were. <laughs> and you had full FOMO about the blueberry muffins, but yeah. Oh, I just. I just it was, it, it was honestly five minutes of my life I will never get back, <laughs> the start of last week's podcast. Um, but this is, I, 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 I don't like like hearing myself or listening to myself, so I've never listened to the podcast before, because it's the first episode I haven't been in. And uh, you too, I mean, apart from when you're talking about baking, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so... Uh, apologies, listeners, I am back, and it will be uh, less quality. And the thing that's going to make it even worse is that literally all I'm here to talk about today is my new book, uh, because Politics But Better is published today. We're recording on Thursday. Politics But Better is published now, and I'm not really interested in talking about anything else. So there we go. <laughs> At least you're honest. Uh, you know, we've got that out yeah. the way up front. <laughs> yeah. Politics But Better out now in any good bookstore. And when we've got more exciting things happening, because next week we've got we're doing a live podcast at the London Podcast Festival. That's on Friday, the fifteenth of September at seven PM in London. Um so if you would like to go to that, Google London Podcast Festival. Yeah, come on down. It's I can't believe it's next Friday. Um but it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And you can come, you can shout questions out from the audience, you can Heckle, maybe. Um, no, 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 no. No, we can orderly, orderly take questions. No shouting, thank you. Fans of Kobe, and I know there are many of you who are fans of Kobe. He will be there as well. It'll be all four of us, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, I've never met Kobe in person. Uh, I don't no, think any of us no. have met Kobe no, in person. So uh, that's going to be, you know, I'm that, the thing I'm most looking forward to that night is meeting Kobe in person and also meeting you, lovely listener, in the session asking questions and then we can all hang out afterwards in the bar or the pub or wherever we go so what you could do is today you could go and buy a copy of politics but better and then come next friday and maybe tatten will sign it for you i will definitely sign it for you you should buy a copy today and we will also be selling them at the podcast festival so you can get two Ooh. copies you get one today and then one at the podcast festival and then you've uh, got one to give away to um an aunt <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent plan right so yes let's move on to the main part of the podcast this is the top post of the week So, what has been going on this week, Tatten? Well, uh, in at three, it's it's a difficult one because we've done lots of posts on it. It's a story that keeps on kind of crumbling through, so to speak, which is, lovely listener, Charlotte just rolled her <laughs> eyes at me in a very rude way when I thought that was quite a good joke. So, that was that rude was and I'm hurt. Terrible um, pun. Terrible. 
so uh, yeah, this is concrete. This is concrete, uh, and it's in schools. And um, some schools have had to close completely, doing all distance learning. Some schools have people in the rotor. Long time ago, we were building schools really quickly with concrete that we knew wouldn't last mm. because it was only supposed to be a temporary solution. But the thing is, when you've got a school building, you just go with it, right? And then over the summer, new news came out, new information came out that's like, oh yeah, no, this is this is this this is enough to close schools, to close the buildings with it. So the schools, uh, about 150 in England, about 30 in Scotland, I think. Mm. Um, a couple, couple a in few, Wales, yeah couple in Wales yep. um, and and it's causing havoc for people in those schools as a proportion of schools in the country it's, it's tiny but for the people who are affected it, it's mm. huge and it's just the timing of it is is pretty rubbish uh, like it came out like two days before term starts so head teachers had to run around unfortunately because of COVID people have distance learning set up so they could move quite quickly to that model, mm-hmm. but it is—it's a story that's going to keep on going, and it and, and and it spreads because Parliament's probably got some of that concrete in it. Some buildings within Parliament, anyway, and then hospitals mm. like schools—you can close, you can close the maths department and move it to the hall or whatever, but you can't close wings of hospitals. Mm. It's even more disruptive there, and also. You can't have concrete collapsing on people in hospital beds. Yeah. Like that's not that's not best practice. Nice. Do not suggest that we do that. And all kinds of all kinds of places are looking at it. There is some talk already that uh, we've gone too far, that we shouldn't have closed these, and that we've just opened up a whole can of worms. Like we we haven't been closing places because of asbestos, particularly, and asbestos is pretty dangerous. Mm. So there's all kinds going on. This post is in at three because there was not one specific post about it. Well, there's been lots of specific yeah. posts about it, and they've all done quite well. Yeah. Um, but this is this is the big story of the week, and it will keep crumbling through. Oh, wow. Again, twice. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, a massive question is about who pays for this, isn't it? Because the government have said they'll pay for the temporary classrooms and things like that that, that are needed, obviously. But that we don't know at this stage what the bill is going to be for mm-hmm. actually going back and fixing the crumbling stuff that needs fixed, do we? Well, they're not even talking about that at the mm. moment. They're talking about it'll all be solved by Christmas, by October maybe, but by solved they mean that someone will come around with some scaffolding mm. and strap it in, yeah. right? That's, that's not a long-term solution but it will be safe to use those buildings. And that bill will be relatively small. Mm. The cost of redoing all the buildings that need it over time will obviously be a lot larger. Yeah. And that's that's very much up in the air. Yeah. So we'll definitely keep coming back to this one um, over, well, probably the next few years. It takes a long time to rebuild buildings, doesn't it? So, Diane, uh, what's in it too? Okay, I could do a pun about it's no laughing matter or whatever, but oh, <laughs> it's beneath no. me. It's be- I'm not. <laughs> it is beneath you. It's not. You're better than it's that. Exactly, it's exactly your level, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> but in it too, uh, we're talking about nitrous oxide. Okay, so I don't think there's anyone who hasn't seen little metal canisters at the edges of 
you know, hedges or skip parks or whatever, you know, it, it's around. And, you know, some stats say that it's one of the biggest recreational drugs now for 16 to 24s. And the government really wants to do something about it because they're linking it very much with antisocial behavior. So they're saying there's various problems being caused by groups of people hanging around, doing some nitrous oxide and then getting into other kind of jips. And um, in addition to that, there are some some evidence that um, there are more people coming forward to um, doctors and hospitals who are having like respiratory issues or other issues uh, uh, because of usage. So what the government has said they'll do is they will make it illegal to use nitrous oxide recreationally and they'll make it a class C drug by the end of this year. They'll bring through that legislation. Um, And it means that um, anyone who is caught in illegal possession of it for recreational use um, could face a fine or up to two years in jail. But that's kind of a, you know, obviously big worst case scenario. It is a tricky one. Fans of a band say, yes, something absolutely has to be done. If you've got, you know, loads of people hanging around your housing estate and they're getting up to no good and you think it's linked to this, then then great. It means the police can go in harder with stuff like this because there's a clear distinction now. And if you're not a fan of the band, you might think that actually this Prohibition of anything leads to more stigma around it, leads to people hiding it more, doesn't necessarily lead to people doing it less. So, yeah. I think I think the wider picture here, mm. and you've just given reasons for and against, but the wider picture here is that young people don't vote mm. and old people mm. vote. Mm. And people say, what's the problem with that? You know, people's, this is a, this is a vote winner. This is a vote winner in conservative older generations. Mm. And it's a vote loser for people who don't vote. Mm. So, so that's that, that that's that's how policies like this happen. There may be more doctors coming out saying that this is a bad thing, but the the drug the people who advise on drugs have said that there's no reason to make it unlawful. So this is this is not about toxicity. This is about antisocial behaviour, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and this is about young people having fun in a way that has developed in the last few years and in a way that people disapprove of. Mm. And I don't think it's tackling wider antisocial behavior issues. It's, it's a sticking plaster. And I think it's a cynical vote winning policy because they will come out and they will talk about how they are solving antisocial behavior, how they're tough on crime, how they're doing this. And the people who are affected will be further disenfranchised. Actually, it, I mean, genuinely, I wrote about this in Politics But Better. And it, it's it's people, young people who are disenfranchised already will see this as an inevitability because politicians don't have their back. Mm. Because politics happens elsewhere. The young people who will be affected by this are very unlikely to write to their MP. They're very unlikely to to do anything proactively about the legislation because they just see politics as a top-down thing that happens to them that ruins their, their, their fun. That we're not engaging with them. And policies like this that just pitch up 
make the problem worse, not better. It makes people feel like outsiders. It makes people feel, hate the establishment more, which, guess what? If you don't like the establishment, you're less likely to behave in a sociable way because that's, it's cyclical. If it's bad for you, then we should get people off it. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying we should legalize all drugs here or whatever. We've just got to know what we're doing when we legislate against young people. And that's what this is. I think what's interesting is when this was first suggested, it wasn't even really classed as a health thing. It was because of littering. Mm. Yeah, that, that was mm. seen as the problem, littering. Yeah, um, and, and it is a problem. I mean, those little, those little, little canisters, you know, like like in the seaside where Diane and I live, and I'm sure in gritty urban Manchester, <laughs> where you are, Charlotte, I'm sure, like, it, 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 they're, they are, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. But in yeah, fact, yeah. do you know what? I've seen less of them recently. Yeah. I feel like I've seen less of them, so I think it might be dying out anyway. I think Possibly. that, like a fidget spinner, it's, <laughs> it's on its... It's on its way down. Oh, that, I think. That I mean, high I, like, you got from fidget spinning, man. <laughs> that was oh, a... I mean, there must have been something. People loved that stuff. But, like, by... but, it's, but I, 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 it's anecdotal evidence, but I have yeah. seen less of it. Yeah. By banning them, are you going to solve the littering issue, or are more people more likely to just chuck it in the street because they don't want to put it in their own bins and then? If you're not engaging with bins. people, who knows? If you're not engaging with people. They don't have buy-in. They yeah. don't have skin in the game and they'll litter, right? Mm. That's like, I don't like coming on this podcast and just clearly disagreeing. I just, I, and, and I, I don't think it's party political because I think that Labour would have done the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I think that come, come election time next year, Labour will support this policy because they're also after those same votes. Mm. Yeah. I think... I think the way we do politics in this country is fundamentally broken and nobody is trying to fix it. And Except that's you. the problem. Except, <laughs> oh, there's a new book. There's a new book that's come out. Um, but do you know what? Because, I mean, I've, I've been looking at the, book, the books that are around at the moment quite a lot recently because of my book. And there are lots of books at the moment about making politics better and about how, how yeah. politics is broken rory stewart alistair campbell chris bryant, chris bryant. um there's there's several there's several books about the state we're in ian dunt all yeah i don't know why white men of a certain age um <laughs> uh are all writing books about this uh gina <laughs> um, martin has one as well that's that's not oh, good. Uh, white man oh, good we like gina martin um we SP like gina martin fan. what's that she she's an sp uh follower Oh, I, I mean, who isn't? Well, um, true, yes. <laughs> it, no, it's it's um it's 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 a problem, but we when it's something we need to work on. Mm. And I don't know. Listen, I have got this book out, and I do believe that we can take steps to a more hopeful future. But if I I, I don't know, someone's got to do something. I can come up with ideas. We can sit in this podcast and agree. You know, and we can have Ian Dunt and we can have like famous people, influential people saying similar things to me, to us, but change, we're not built to change the system, particularly. We don't have a system that's set up to change the system. The status quo is another chapter in the book, uh, but it's, 
I'll get off my high horse now. Uh, I just, I despair sometimes. But there are things to give us hope, and you can read about them in my book. Brilliant. Are we counting how many times he mentioned his book today, Diane? I don't have enough fingers and I've toes. I've already lost count, no. to be honest. <laughs> oh, we'll have this one week. Yes. Enjoy it today. Bask in it today, Tatton. <laughs> oh, live next week, team. Live next week. Oh, no. That's when we'll start counting. Okay, and what's our most popular post of the week, Tatton? Well, our most popular post of the week is quite a uh, well, it's, it's very different to uh, to the other stuff. Um, Martha Mills uh, had a bicycling accident, and it hurt her pancreas. Um, and she was in hospital with a like quite badly hurt pancreas. And it's something that she would have recovered from. And then she started having other symptoms, and uh, the doctors told. Martha's mum that these were just side effects of the pancreas thing and Martha's mum wasn't really having any of it and she asked somebody else another expert and the expert was like no she needs to be in the ICU right now and Martha's mum went back to the doctor and went she should be in the ICU and that like, no, no no it's fine and turns out that it wasn't fine that it was sepsis sepsis had come in and she was then taken to the ICU too late and age 15, Martha Mills died because of an issue of identifying sepsis. And so Martha's mother, Maripe, is campaigning for a legal right to a second opinion so that she could have someone else come in and say, no, that's sepsis. Because at the moment, the NHS does not have a legal right. When we posted this, lots of people said mm. there is a legal right already, and there is not in the NHS. Yeah, I absolutely now, thought that. I, hands up, I thought that. Um, but the reason this is such a personal story for me is that last year I had sepsis. And last year I went to, I put A&E in the post, but so the, the minor injuries clinic that we have around here, like a little mini A&E. Um, because I knew I was poorly and they sent me home and they said just I can't remember what they're like do, like put some cream in it or something like they didn't give me antibiotics they didn't give me, it was just just go home and rest up and a few days later I had to be rescued from my bed by uh, the wonderful Katie's mum who uh, who couldn't get me down the stairs um, and I was blue lit to the ICU um, and, and then nearly died. Like I, mm. you know, like, like the, the doctors would not tell Katie that I was going to make it cause they didn't know. And I mean that there were, I, I wouldn't have asked for a second opinion. I didn't have anyone advocating for me at that time, but I know how easy this is to miss. Mm. Um, and then I went back to, uh, <laughs> my son kind of had got some, sports injury so i have to go back to the minor injuries clinic and there is now a whole board of spot sepsis that was their action after having missed me mm. they didn't ask me to come and open it i think i should have, they should have done. <laughs> um uh but but yeah there's that there's that, there's that board there and this is real mm. and sepsis kills and it is easy to miss if you're not really, really looking for it. And it goes from being quite bad to, yeah. oh my God, really bad, yeah. very fast. Yeah. And 
you know, Martha's Law, mm. everyone gets second, you know, it, mm. like, it's going to save lives, I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh, out of this, I will be writing my story for the Sepsis Awareness Charity. Amazing. So cool. that's something that's something that's going nice. yeah. to happen. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing to be spreading awareness of this. And it's interesting that it's not more widely known. I mean, I know about it because when you go to university, there's a big thing about meningitis, C particularly, and sepsis. So they're always telling you the symptoms of that because meningitis tends to spread easily in universities, apparently. Mm. I mean, meningitis has been a thing at uni for a long time. I was always told about meningitis. And the symptoms of meningitis are quite similar to the symptoms of a hangover. Yeah. So every, every, you know, every Sunday morning would be like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, I think I've got meningitis because the posters are everywhere. Mm. But now it's clearly sepsis as well, is it? Sepsis is is on that list. Yeah, both of them. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. But hopefully stories like this... Hopefully these things will not happen as much, but at least this story is being used to spread awareness, which can only be a good thing. Right, moving on from quite a long talk about the news this week, which is it's nice, isn't it? Because Parliament's yeah. back this week and stuff's been Definitely. happening. So <laughs> we're very excited. But let's move on to what you lovely listeners um, would like to know. So, Diane, do we have any questions this week? We do. And, um, um, yes, I, I, you know, I, I was unsure as to whether to let this go through, but all our questions are essentially around Tatton's book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. I know. But, but I'd like to pick oh. one. I'd like to pick one because it is your publication day. It is. This is. It, it is. is. So... And it's a really interesting question. It's more from um, asking about you to pick your own highlights of doing this and going through your process. So let me just go and get the name. It's Kirsty on Instagram who's been very specific and said, what was your favorite chapter to write as you went through? Because it's an A to Z politics, but better. So it's your 26 ideas for how to make it a better place politically. Um, What was your favorite one? That's really hard. Especially if you like them all. I mean, I think they're all. I think that's twenty six strong ones. Um, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the process. Mm. I I absolutely love the process because I do get very. I, I, I try to hide it as much as possible because SP is a positive platform, mm-hmm. deliberately positive platform. But I get very 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 depressed, very miserable about the state of politics, mm. and the opportunity to think of twenty six solutions was really great it, it really made me feel more hopeful like it made me feel like yes we could do this we could do this i really enjoyed i mean so t is uh, tory scum and it's about the abuse the abuse specifically specifically aimed towards supporters of the conservative party okay there's also nincompoop about general abuse in politics but tory scum the the thing that really amazed me as I went onto Etsy, you know, Etsy, which is where you buy like nice little cute things. And I put the words Tory scum into the search bar and got 218 products. Wow. What? Like people Um, are making tea towels of this stuff and mugs. I mean, I'll just read you this bit. You can get mugs, badges, greeting cards, calendars, t-shirts, wall hanging art, key rings, fridge magnets, Tote bags, makeup cases, pens, bracelets, necklaces, socks, tea towels, 
Christmas decorations, shoelace accessories. I didn't know that was a thing, but yeah, shoelace <laughs> accessories and guitar picks, all with the words Tory scum on them. So, like, you can do your makeup and be reminded that you hate the majority of the adult voting population. What? Like, it just... And it's accepted. It's accepted. Oh, gosh, I'm getting cross again. <laughs> you look at the comments on our page mm. every day. The things people say about other people because they disagree with them. And it's, it's true of everybody, but it's especially true with the Conservative Party. It's, so, I mean, that, 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 that was a chapter that really made me think um, about what was going on and I could really get into the roots of what, you know, never kiss the Tory stuff. It's like, how do you know? Like, when you're a teenager, like, <laughs> did you check? I mean, like, yeah. the, you know, you're passing around a bottle of vodka and a spliff and just double-checking their fiscal... Policy opinions. Do you, do you believe in a big state or a small state? <laughs> like, what? <sighs> um, yeah. I just, I, I, I think that's a, that chapter is one that I keep thinking about because I keep seeing everywhere. Mm. Um, so I'm not saying it's my favourite part. I can't, I can't pick one. But that was Kirsty when I just heard that question that came to mind. So thank you very much for asking. Awesome. So that's just one of the 26 chapters. So buy the book to find out what the other 25 are about. That's Politics But Better, out now. Let's move on to, uh, normally we have Rishi Watch, which is very difficult to say if you're someone like me who mixes up their R's and W's. Um, but thankfully this week we're doing something else, so I didn't need to say it. But I did anyway. <laughs> except, except you did. Um, <laughs> So that was a mistake. Anyway, this week we're looking at um, shuffling, shuffle watch. Uh, so, Tatton, what's been going on with that? So, um, Parliament's back and everyone's moving about. And, um, like, there was talk about a big Conservative reshuffle and then that didn't happen. Just Ben Wallace said he had had enough of defence. And he's been... Um, I mean, he's, he's, he is ex-forces mm -hmm. and uh, has been very well uh, thought of for a long time. He was talked of as a potential prime minister, potential leader of the Conservative Party. But he did start to say some slightly strange things about Ukraine yes, uh, recently, about them not being grateful enough mm. and things. And he's standing down the next election and he said he doesn't want to really do defence anymore. And that kind of made sense. And then Grant Shapps is now uh our defense secretary so that's um it's interesting uh he's he's a guy who it's an unusual choice for defense secretary because uh you normally there's normally ex-forces it's normally yeah. someone who really knows that stuff and grant shapps yeah. is a he's a, he's he's a fixer he's a mover arounder he moves around into different places and and yeah, it, it seems a strange fit. It seems a strange fit for me because because it's 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 not what normally goes in defence. He's also he's he's shifty. I've told I've said said about him before. He's a shifty guy. 
This is his but, fifth job in a year, right? Isn't it? Is it fifth job in a year? Mm. I believe Goodness so, me. yeah. He's, he's moved around a lot but, this past year. I mean, that's not unusual for the Conservatives, really, is not it? At because the moment, no. at the moment, I mean, we're on to fourth or fifth education secretary as well. You know, it, that's mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. the churn at the minute. But that's but that's but churn is expected mm. less in defence. Yes, fair yeah. right? dues, yeah. Yeah, and then but so so this was the, the, there was some talk this would herald a big reshuffle, but it didn't. Mm. Grant Shapps moved in, someone else moved into the other, and and that was that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, quite quite low key, really. Whereas Labour then did mm. something a little bit bigger. Keir's sort of making bigger plans, thinking that we're coming into election year, and he's making some. I, I guess his shuffle felt more strategic. And there were some shocks in there, really, because Lisa and Andy, mm. who has been doing, you know, quite a fair job in levelling up, is taking more of a, a backseat in a ministerial role and and levelling up is now with Angela Rayner. And and actually, I can see that totally making sense because Angela Rayner's own yeah. story um, from Stockport or, or her background union, I, I can totally see why levelling up is her bag. And Keir is clearly putting like one of his more vocal you know stronger people in in that brief versus Michael Gove because that's who will be her uh, her counterpart across the benches mm-hmm. so yeah two very different reshuffles really I can't wait for that mm. I cannot wait Angela Rayner mm-hmm. and Michael Gove are two of the best performers in the House of Commons yeah, they're they're both excellent, mm-hmm. excellent, excellent, and very, very watchable. And leveling up is the big story for the next few weeks because it's got to get done before the King's speech. So leveling up is the big story, and we're going to see plenty of Rayner and Gove challenging each other on ways of leveling up. And yeah. I'm super psyched for that. Yeah, It'd be a very interesting debate, and a lot of people saying that this is quite possibly the last Labour shuffle before the general election. Mm which means that it's possible if Labour were to win that election that these people would, would be the be cabinet. those ministers, mm. essentially. So very interesting potential look at the future. Talking of the future, it's time for crystal ball time. Was, I didn't even do that deliberately. That was so smooth. <laughs> That was that was smooth. That was smooth. That was an entirely entire accident because um, I'd forgotten what was coming next because I'm not good at mem- remembering things. Anyway, talking of the future, Crystal Ball. What are the big stories it's going to be coming up this week? Tatten. Well, you never guess what will be crumbling on. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look, I love a pun, um, but it's just so bad in <laughs> the third time. Like, <laughs> um, so th- we've got Parliament at the moment. We've got a couple of weeks and then parliament is stopping so they can have the party conferences and then there's like a week maybe and in that time the online safety bill and the leveling up bill have to finish their journey they absolutely have to in order to get done before the king's speech in november so we're going to see leveling up and online safety coming back from the lords we're going to have a lot of talking about it in the Commons. And then they're going to send it back to the Lords, and the Lords are going to send it back to the Commons. There's going to be a lot of toing and froing, partly because the government is still making changes mm. to the levelling up bill. Like, this bill, I've been reading Chris Bryant's book about um, stuff that's wrong in Parliament, 
And uh, this bill has been added to by the government, who have had years to plan it. The government been adding to it at the report stage, at the final stage of the Lords. So it will not have time to be properly looked at, scrutinised by Parliament. It is a huge rush, and we're going to see evidence of that. It's going to come back to the Commons. It's going to be looked at in, in as much depth as parliamentary, the parliamentary timetable allows, and then it will go back to the Lords. So we're going to see it two or three times in the Commons, and um, that's going to start, but we've still got the concrete in schools. That's, that's, that's happening. We've still got small boat crossings. Uh, Prime Minister Sunak was saying that uh, we won a victory with uh, boat crossings because they were really low in July. No, in August. And critics of Prime Minister Sunak are saying, it was the weather that did that. It was really bad weather. You're taking credit for the weather. And look how many coming across now in this mini heat wave. And, but he's still saying, dude, the numbers are down. You can say, give me whatever reason. The no- I said I'd get numbers down. The numbers are down. And you can kind of, you know, it, you wouldn't be a politician if you would go, well, actually, this, wasn't, this one wasn't me. I've got nothing to do with this win. Like, so, you know, fair enough, Rishi. But all the things you think of are happening. Because this is a very, very busy little period of Parliament. Yeah, so we'll have plenty to talk about in the next few weeks. Uh, Diane, what's on your crystal ball? Just that we will be seeing you all, having fun (laughs) with you next Friday in London from 7pm. And if you haven't got a ticket for that, you best get get one quickly. Um, I might do the crumbling joke. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. I hope not. You could be that lucky. Yeah. And if you do come, you'll get to see my eye rolling live. So that'll be fun. My crystal ball is Tatton's book launch tonight. I'm going to see Tatton in the flesh. Yeah. In real life, in three days. In the real life. Yeah. In the real life. So, yeah, yeah, don't forget Politics But Better out today. And obviously, it's Friday. So the book launch will have happened by the time you hear this. But. Still very exciting stuff. But You'll you can, still be able you to get can, the book uh, tomorrow. You can get the book from, from, from anywhere. It's in all yeah. Waterstones, certainly. I've been sending lots of pictures of the book in Waterstones. Uh, it's, it's obviously on Amazon, and uh, your local independent shop probably has it, but can definitely order it in uh, if they don't, because it might be sold out. I presume if they haven't got it, it's because it's sold out. That'll Most be why. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So that's all for this week. Thank you, Tatton and Diane, for everything. Well, thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> that was weirdly sentimental. <laughs> Thanks for everything, guys. I'm not going it's, anywhere. It's an I'll emotional in time for everybody. <laughs> Look, I'm not a morning person. I have to wake up early for this, so I'm just like, Whoa. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we will hopefully see um, quite a few of you guys next week at SP Live podcast. Um, but if not, we will. You will still be able to listen to it mm. later on. Um, so, bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye, 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 bye. You just heard a stripped media production. <laughs>